Okay, gang. Y'all remember where you were when you saw the tentacle come out of the water. Yep. Fortunately. <laughs> yeah. You were in Waterfront Park. Well, the parking area for it, anyway. Uh, in Albion's car, right? So- nope. Sylvester's. Yeah. Sylvester's! See, I told you you remembered where you were. Good job. Getting in the car. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, you're, wait, you're getting in the car? Yeah, I'm driving the hell away. I ain't getting involved in none of this shit. I've seen way too much <laughs> fucking anime to know where this is fucking going. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my heavens. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm not getting in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, oh, God. Okay. Yeah, what is everybody's just immediate reaction uh, you can you can go in turns or however you want. Uh, I'm trying to see if anyone else is noticing this. I'm going to look for a harpoon. <laughs> um, Ro is going to take out her phone and try to take a picture of it. Okay. And Beaumont? What the hell is that? Whatever it is, it's not good. Uh, Ro, you take a cell phone picture. Mm-hmm. It's dark-ish, and so it's not great quality. But my phone stays not broken? Yeah. Apparently, it doesn't explode like when you tried to take a picture of Champ. Okay, well, that answers my question. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Well done! You have solved one mystery, which is Champ does not have tentacles. You made it through an episode without breaking your phone so far. Yeah. Well, uh, I wasn't responsible for one time, but go off. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so, is anyone else like noticing this thing in the water, or is it just us that are able to see it? You're gonna have to, I think, do an investigation on that one. Um, we'll give you a target of three for basic environmental investigation. All right. Um, and I'm gonna hit a. I'm gonna hit that three. What was your total? Uh, three total. I got two pluses. Oh, okay. Okay. Nobody in the immediate like area around you seems to be causing a stir or like making a scene pointing it out and uh the ferry is heading toward the uh the wharf so it's getting closer and you don't know for sure if anyone on board has noticed uh this particular oddity you're not hearing like screaming yet so uh, that's where you're at, is you don't have any definite confirmation that anyone else has noticed. Albion starts to walk towards the car to open his trunk full of bullshit and grab a rifle, and when he realizes mm. it's not his car. <laughs> Ooh. Oh no. Womp, 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 And he womp. just rubs his, rubs his eyes with his thumb and his forefinger, and it's just like... <sighs> All right. I'm gonna just... I'm gonna make my way to the dock, see what I can see. But what do you do with the creamies? I... I'm gonna hand them to Dez and Beaumont and (laughs) start running down to the dock. Sorry, I asked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Does anyone else have a plan of action in this moment? Not really. (laughs) Uh, Rose gonna look at everyone and follow Albion. All right, I think that Des is going to unfortunately have to find a trash can to put the creamies in, and she can be shot for Burlington treason later. (laughs) 
Sly will eat those creamies. She will also follow. Sly will eat the creamies and then follow. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to take the creamies from Dez? Yes. Eat them and then follow. That's five, dude. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's his dinner tonight. It is my dinner tonight. Goddamn kids. Incredible. Could do worse. It's true. Yeah. Maple creamies are delicious. They are delicious. I have to roll for endurance, see if I get high ice cream headache. (laughs) (laughs) Mortal peril. (laughs) But you do have to roll me an alertness. Oh, boy. And your target is going to be a three. Oh, boy. I got a four. Okay. So uh, the the target number was a little higher because you have food in your face. It's true. So nom nom because nom, nom. this uh the alertness roll was for smell. Oh. I think you might know where this is going. Uh-oh. Yeah, um you have a very very strong sense memory because as mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh olfactory senses tend to be the strongest memory triggers that there are and this is an extremely Familiar smell that takes you right back to being a young person in New York, bleeding out. Oh, fuck. So, uh, that's something that's hitting you right now. Uh. How is Dr. Cooper Smith reacting to this? Uh, I guess he's gonna finish eating. (laughs) (laughs) The nonchalance of your actions is staggering. So Albion has made it to uh, the wharf. There is a restaurant, by the way, between you and where you want to be. Uh, Everybody that's going that way. Uh, How are you proceeding to uh, try to get onto the the wharf proper? What, me? Yeah, anybody, you and anyone going with you, because um, if you're not familiar with the building... The majority of the building uh, is taken up by a first floor that is a largely open air restaurant. And then there's a second floor on top of that. And uh, you have to either go through that or around that. Really get out to a vantage point that would be more meaningful. Um, ah, I'm going to go around the restaurant if I can. Uh, I will have everybody that's down there make me some quick alertness rolls. Yeah. And your target is going to be a three. Well, alertness is a thing I'm good at, so I got five. Four. I got a two. Okay. Uh, Roe and Albion, you can both see that parked right next to the wharf is the friendship. <sighs> oh boy. Um, can we see if there's anyone on the friendship? Albion, with his five, can see that Captain Rodriguez is there. <laughs> okay, okay uh, yeah, and um, Albion's just gonna be like, mm-hmm. just, oh, fuck, shit, fuck. <laughs> Ro, Ro, mm-hmm. we got, I need you to help me I here. I, yeah, I'm aware. I'm not gonna be able to come up with bullshit excuses to get him to fucking help us with this. That's fine, let's go. And Ro's taking lead to the friendship. Meanwhile, um, Sylvester, are you just sort of looking out at this scene while you're having your creamies? Yes. Okay. Um, well, there's now two tentacles. So the boat is, uh, the boat is starting to do things that are 
not what boats usually do. Uh, it's starting to tilt a little bit, and you think people are starting to notice that something's wrong. Oh, I guess I should do something about that. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. Uh, also, I want you to uh, ponder one question real quick. Okay. Where's Beaumont? He was standing just next to you. Uh, oh boy. Is Beaumont a squid? Yes. <laughs> Beaumont is a squid kid. Uh, make no, me he's a, not. Make me a quick alertness roll, and I'm going to go with a three again. Yay. Uh, three. Okay, cool. Uh, during the shuffling of the creamies and the consuming of them uh, that you have been doing while other people are apparently in peril... Uh, it seems that Beaumont has sort of taken off uh, and actively made his way across, like down the waterfront a little bit uh, away from the wharf, it looks. Um, he's been running down what's effectively the shoreline of Waterfront Park. So he's over uh, that away, further away from the rest of the group. Mm. So he's over there. The other three are down there, and you're just sort of standing there in a parking lot. Hmm. Seems like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess we've confirmed that status. So, uh, what? <laughs> what next? Let's go to. Let's go to you down by the friendship. You three. Huzzah! All right. Um. Yeah, Albion is like. So we need him to get us out there to uh, that there ship. Yeah, I got it. Ahoy, Captain! And Ro is walking <laughs> towards the boat, not paying attention to Albion anymore. <laughs> uh, Captain Rodriguez looks down and then does a quick double take and just says, Nope, no, no, actually, <laughs> no thank you, not today. Um, <laughs> I, it, no. Sir, this is uh, a chance of a lifetime to save a bunch of people. And Ro does a deep to... bow. Bro, okay. What are you trying to do here? Um, <laughs> there's two different routes we can take. Ro, after doing a introduction, can either say, "Hey, you see that thing? Go over there, drive us to there, and we will pay you a lot." Or Ro is going to cause a distraction long enough for the other two to steal the boat, and Ro will catch up after. All right, pick a plan. Um. We're not team. stealing it. We've done enough to this guy. Okay, so Rose is going to try to convince him to look, see the giant monster, and help. Ah, so you're aware that you're if sort of making people aware of the supernatural is not a thing that certain people you know want you to do, and you're just going to do it. Is that what we've been doing? I am aware. This is what I am doing. Okay. Unless well, Albion or Des decide to stop me before I get to that point, I'm just literally going to say, hey, you see that boat? It's in danger, yes? So the and first he- thing you've done <laughs> is you've said um, that he has an opportunity to save a bunch of people. And his immediate <laughs> response to that is, I don't know what kind of scam you're trying to pull on me with that, but I am thoroughly disinterested and i'm gonna have to ask you to leave we will leave but i need you to hear me out first please i i don't see a good reason for me to look at that ferry over there can you tell me what we see yeah i see the ferry one sec you realize that um 
the the stuff is sort of climbing up the back of the fairy, but also, yes, the fairy is doing things that it probably shouldn't at this point, uh, due to the weight being placed on it. He's like, wait, is it is it capsizing? Yeah. Why and... why would you why did you notice this? What what's going on here? Okay. I don't tell know. me what well, the hell the is on- going on. We're the only people who are noticing it. We need to get on board and figure out what's happening. Can you please get us over there? We will pay you any amount you request. Please get us over there. Make me a resources roll. (laughs) And your target is going to be a three. You want my resources roll? I do. That's a five. Oh, man. Wow. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) I got a mom dad. I mean, that's not totally (laughs) what that means, but uh, go off. Um, (laughs) uh, he just kind of looks at you and then looks at the boat, looks at the ferry doing some unusual stuff of, and he, he maybe notices that the people on the ferry are kind of starting to freak out a little. He looks back at you, says, any amount will be determined later and I'm holding you to it. Get, get on the boat. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And we do so. Why do you and keep he's... talking me into this? <laughs> Alvin is going to do that thing where he puts both fingers to his mouth and just does a really loud whistle up at Sylvester and then gestures at Sylvester and does to get on the boat. Okay. And Sly's... Beaumont, but then he doesn't see Beaumont. Sly's going to run to the boat, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, as as you're running to the boat, he is like basically instructing y'all to uh, undo the ropes tethering him. So we do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I imagine is just gonna make that happen. Everyone, give me uh, actually a quick might roll uh, to assist in speeding this up. It's just gonna shave time increments off. So your target is one. Well, I rolled a flat zero. <laughs> Negative two. I rolled a three. I rolled a three. I also rolled a three because me and Dez are the tough boy and girls. <laughs> okay. I don't even have a might score. <laughs> I don't. Well. Here's here's the thing is it's a it's a very specific application of your muscular whatever uh your force upon these things so you're able to do the more delicate task of like threading it around uh the pole I guess is how we'll justify you getting a good might roll is that it's not your it's not you're using brute strength it's that you're uh figuring out how to not use brute strength to get this done quickly now use your body Nimble. not your arms yeah, exactly. Which is something that justifies why our good friend Dr. Cooper Smith is also very successful. So you shave two time increments off of the launch prep. Yay. So you are able to get it done in a moment instead of minutes. Rad. So congratulations. Uh, that's definitely going to help. And you are making your way now. Uh, the boat is... He's, he's basically just going to yell instructions at y'all to kind of get things going as quickly as possible so uh i'm gonna have i'm gonna say a quick alertness roll for the ability to like really grok what he is telling you to do in a very quick amount of time and we're gonna go with alertness of two for every um while we're while they're doing that actually i'm gonna be distracted trying to find beaumont um gonna catch sight of him somehow you're going to have to throw me an investigation, and I think at this point difficulty, given that it is, um, like, the sun has been setting, it's dark out, kind of, and you are looking, 
you're not totally sure where. I'm going to go investigation of uh, four. Okay. Holy shit, I made that. Um, that is a raw four. Congratulations. Uh, you, you see now that he has run across Waterfront Park, and you think, like, this is a crazy thing to see. But then again, it's you. You've seen crazy things. Like, the stuff that you have encountered in your life just the past few months has been buck wild already. Um, yeah, it sure looks like somebody is skating across the lake. That's Beaumont skating or Beaumont seeing someone skate? You think it's Beaumont. Okay. Oh, shit, Just... he shadowed the hedgehog. Well, there is a uh, rapidly disappearing trail of ice behind him. He shadowed the hedgehog. I found you, faker! He's Elsa. Sure, he's doing an Elsa, why not? Oh, I think cool you're thing. the fake Elsa around here. You need to let it I'll go, make you eat you those faker. words. Oh my god. So, congrats, you noticed this. Uh, he seems to be skating along the water, but the trail of ice behind him is rapidly disappearing, and uh, it's like that scene in Wallace and Gromit where Gromit is just laying down the track in front of him as fast as possible. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong trousers. Because, yes, wrong trousers. Because you know right. from experience that magic and running water don't play nice, so he can't do as much over the lake, so it's very limited the range that he is throwing his power out in front of him. It, it looks like that's probably a conscious choice based on your understanding of mm. how magic My god, that boy's uh, doing some X-Men shit. So, the other three, I need an alertness too. I had a three. I got a zero. Okay, so we're still gonna shave two time increments off of the actual boat launch, which again is going to be uh, moments instead of minutes to get this thing really up to speed. That's rad. So. I think that Des is only just realizing now that Beaumont's not with them, and she's like, wait. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Where is he? Albion is just going <laughs> to nudge her and gesture at the water at his, at his shape. Oh, holy cow. <laughs> it sure is something, huh? Oh, yeah. boy. Alright, so, um, you all hear a audible wet slap and <laughs> a lot of people yelling and screaming and uh, Captain Rodriguez is just, he has a look on his face of sort of disbelief and intensity because he's having a hard time wrapping his head around the things that are happening right now um, because you lot of miscreants that keep getting into weird trouble with his boat uh, have basically said, yeah, there's serious trouble over there. And it looks like not only are you right, but it's even more crazy dangerous than he thought. So this is Captain Rodriguez's bad day, chapter five. <laughs> yeah. Two of those bad days weren't you, but the other two were. <laughs> Well, two out of five ain't bad. I guess now it's three, though. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Meatloaf. Shit. So, so you are, uh, yeah, you can see that Beaumont is skating his way across, and the boat uh, is uh, rapidly approaching. Like, he is gunning this little boat as fast as he can, getting it up to speed as quickly as possible. And uh, he's going to have to make me an alertness roll real quick. 
Oh, he absolutely succeeds. And uh, you you hear him uh, curse in Spanish real quick. <laughs> and then uh, sort of like ask for you, you lot. He's, he's like, y- y- you three, what, what the fuck is that? Oh, squid monster. Yeah, that's basically what it looks like at the moment. Yeah, it's about to get even weirder, just to warn you. Do you have a flare gun? I'll have... Yeah, of course I... Of course I have a flare gun. Okay. Can he have it? Ali's just gonna extend a hand. Uh, if you don't mind, may I? He is going to point to where the emergency supplies are, which is where the flare gun would be. Albion is going to withdraw the flare gun. He is a responsible ship person, but not responsible enough to not give you a flare gun. <laughs> anyway, um... You, I, I'll have anybody who is looking at this go right ahead and make me a lore roll, and I'm also going to have Sylvester make me a quick alertness roll. Uh, but let's the, let's let the lore rolls resolve first. And your target is going to be a four. Alrighty, I hit a um uh, just a two, but I'm gonna spend a fate point. Well, I also got a two. Let's let everyone else finish their things. Gwen? Hmm? Did you want to roll a lore? Um, no. Maybe. I'm gonna say no, I don't want to. Okay. Maybe it's because my roll was already low. Ah, <laughs> I see. So the answer was yes, but I failed. And uh, <laughs> finally, Darius, did you attempt a lore roll? You mean Sylvester? Well, did you attempt one for Sylvester? I ain't gonna spend fate points to hit that, so no. Okay, fair. And uh, your alertness uh, is gonna be a two. Three. Okay, great. Your phone is pinging you that you have a incoming email. Oh boy, I'm gonna read it. <laughs> okay, uh, it's an email from your sister, which is unusual because you would normally just check your uh, your granny trick email. Uh, but this one is just one that is to you, and it just says, check check your email. So you notice that your uh, sort of dead drop granny email is, uh, it's been updated, like, in the last few minutes. Oh. And your sister has narrowed down the list of possible subjects that, uh, possible suspects, rather, uh, of things that could have messed you up based on the information that you got from her and from Beaumont. Uh, she has narrowed it down to a few candidates, but you're looking at it and you're looking at this list and you may make a lore roll target zero. Oh boy, I got a one. Okay, well, you had the dire misfortune of having your leg fucked up half your life ago by a kraken. Wait, what? Yeah. Based on the things that your sister has described as possible candidates and what you're looking at right now and the fact that it is continuing to trigger that sense memory, it's a kraken. You know, from Greek myth. So Jack didn't do it? He just showed up after the fact? It sure seems that way now. I think Birdie doesn't like Mr. Jack. No. Nah. <laughs> Birdie no should does. So Birdie's yeah, like, what? A kraken? That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen like Clash of the Titans. Yeah, you know what a kraken is. I'm like, oh, great. 
I was hoping it'd be a sea devil because then I could like, you know, get one piece powers and shit. <laughs> nah, not so lucky this time, unfortunately. Um, you have the revelation that that is what this is. That is what tried to eat you a long time ago. Um, you suspect, given that it was that many years ago, it might not have been a full-grown kraken at that point, because you probably would have noticed. Yeah. Although I guess I was too busy kind of, like, bleeding out and shit. <laughs> well, yeah, if it was full-size, it probably would have just swallowed. Yeah, that would have sucked. So... If I got fucked up by a baby kraken? Wow, that's more embarrassing. <laughs> God, I kind of hate myself now. <laughs> oh, no. So what are you doing with this information? Hey, Captain Man, does this boat have a harpoon? What? I, hold on. I'm gonna roll for this. Oh, hot He's damn. Boat. Uh, he has something that works like a harpoon, um, effectively. Uh, because He's got a boat full of bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I rolled resources because you're allowed to, once a session, roll resources to see if you have the thing and did. And he rolled plus. So he has the thing. Basically, yeah, this is just like emergency use case item of if the boat is somehow like out of control and he needs to like anchor it to something stationary. So wh why do you want the long winded over the top dramatic version? I'm speeding toward it. That fucker fucked up my leg 15 years ago and ruined my life and I'm going to kill it. What fucker? The fucking squid monster motherfucker behind the boat. Oh my god. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> it's it's an actual squid monster. Yeah. What? Okay, have the harpoon. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can see that uh, you are on your way toward it. And yeah, you are going to make contact effectively and be in like proper combat range very, very soon because he's gunning it and the fairy is... Well, it was approaching you, but now it's, uh, you can hear some of the engine strain from the ferry as it is struggling to move, uh, but it seems that it's basically been rooted in place by, well, it's a goddamn Kraken, and you know that now. Yeah. So, can I get everyone's alertness scores? Two. That's <clears throat> gonna be a three. A three, two, three. Yes, three, sorry. Two. And then we have... Beaumont, who is above you. Okay, so, cool. Beaumont is going to act first, and he is going to try to ice a motherfucker. Okay. Ow. I rolled real bad. Oh, no. Okay, so it looks like he is attempting to basically ice down parts of the water around this thing around the Kraken so that he can maybe immobilize it uh, or like keep it from moving as freely. But it looks as though uh, the running water problem is really slowing him down until he gets closer because it's it seems like it's not really forming anything uh, significant around it enough to cause an actual impediment to the monster which is a problem because it's now its turn and it's effectively doing maneuvers to the boat. So which one? The Kraken. No, I mean, which boat? Oh, the, the ferry. Oh, okay. The one with all the people on it. Okay. 
Yeah. You, you basically don't want it to have too many rounds of just doing what it's doing right now because you know what happens. Yep. You know what will happen. Yep. So uh, it is successful, and you can see that the front of the ferry has basically lifted just enough out of the water that you can see, you can start to see the bottom of the boat a little bit, which is bad. Uh, how so, many ships? Yeah, people, can... people are like scrambling to hold on to railings and such um, and sort of skidding along the deck until they find somewhere to stop. Usually, like, one of the sort of structures on there, like maybe the, the cabin uh, where they're steering the boat from, or were. So, yeah, it's it's getting real rough over there. Albion, action! Alrighty. First thing I'm going to do is when I realize what this thing is, based on what um, how Sylvester described it and said it's a kraken, Albion realizes the stakes now. And he is going to make a quick invocation of Odin as he draws Gugnir in one hand and the flare gun in the other. And he's going to uh, activate the potent prayer part of righteousness, which means I will now use conviction to complement any action that directly addresses my purpose, which is hunting. Okay. So wait, that's your turn is activating that? Oh, no, that just means that um, that is now a thing. And now I'm going to shoot ah. it. Okay. I believe that makes this a supplementary, so you will be shooting at minus one, but, you know. Still at a plus seven, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so obviously, the silver fire starts licking out of his eye. His gun hand lights up. And then he's going to uh, hold up the flare gun first and fire that. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, that's going to really hurt if you hit. You've never fired a flare gun before, have you? Actually, I think I did earlier in the campaign. I forget I... at what, but I know I used one at one point. <laughs> um, I oh think. boy. Well, I'm I'm gonna. You know what? If you spend a fate point, I've got on. I've got a trunk full of bullshit to justify that you would have experience with something like this. I will not give you a penalty to unfamiliar thing and clunky and unwieldy. You know what? I'm willing to take that. Okay, great. So you have experience now for the rest of the campaign justified that you can fire a flare gun. I I might have to listen to the backlog or you know what? Daniel, I know you're listening. I need you to tell me if I fired a flare gun. When this episode comes out, message me. I know you'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, message me also. Anyway. I'm I'm still going to lose the fate point, but I'm going to be like, retroactively, I deserve that fate point back. (laughs) No, I I don't think you do. (laughs) Because remember, this is justifying that you have enough enough quality time with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semantics, semantics, Michael. I'm just goofing. I'm going to shoot now. Good. That is a minus one on my dice, so that is going to be a six. Guns attack. Okay. Well, it's great that it rolled a minus two on its dice for its defense. Means you are definitely going to hit. So you hit it with a flare gun. Um, I think that a flare gun is going to have an impromptu um, maneuver tag associated with it, which is burning. So great. It's also a, a weapon three, probably. 
actually, oh god, getting hit with a flare gun is basically instant death for a person, so uh, this is like a one-use weapon four, I think. Yep. Oof. Okay. I'm gonna have to mark that damage down. Da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, yep. Bam. Uh, you have struck it with the flare gun and you have given it a temporary aspect of uh, burning because it is now. So, in the words it. of Train, she's on fire. Congratulations, you've used a pyro weapon. <laughs> uh, okay, great. So, next up is Ro. Yes. Ro? Uh huh. I, I need you to roll something for me really quick. Because okay. um, you know for damn sure that there are a lot of people in danger. And if you were, oh, I don't know, a she, you might be able to really just put an end to this business right now. And mm-hmm. you know that your heritage is some kind of powerful she of the summer mm-hmm. court. So, so you're looking at resisting the choice i think right now because this like you you don't want these people to come to harm mm-hmm. but make that choice you're an npc so okay. roll a deceit um target let's go with since i'm doing this at you i'm gonna go with a four <laughs> it's a good thing my base is four let's oh, that was so close that's that's kind of why I did that is because your basic <laughs> deceit is like what I would say is oh, yeah. compensating for every day you have to live with the <laughs> fact that this is a thing. So I hit four, but I watched it as the die went from a negative and then slowly fell to the base. <laughs> oh, that was oh, almost man. bad. Okay, yes, we it's a four. Baby. Okay, well, congratulations. You are currently able to fight off the impulse that you should just give in to your face eye. Just let it happen. So now that that's done and you've had that quick little battle of wills, I mean, you do still have access to some elements of that fey power. And uh, you also have yeah. this scenario in front of you. What do? So I, I don't know. I'm at a loss because... The thing that I've done on other monsters is not going to affect this one because um, I cannot put my hands in the water and make the whole lake hot. So, <laughs> don't you have a gun, I, or is it just Albion's guns? No, I do. I I've borrowed Albion an Albion gun, so I do have a gun. Um, yeah, I'm probably just going to shoot. I guess. How far away are we? Uh, you're. I would say. Uh, maybe two zones away and rapidly uh, rapidly closing that distance. So you would be able to fire uh, this is a this is a weapon designed to be fired within those parameters. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll say and also it's big. So you're not going to be firing at a penalty. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to do a shoot and okay. hopefully I hit it. <laughs> Give me that guns roll. Give me a second. One does that count for anything? Um, well, it rolled dog shit for its defense. Yeah. So yes, you actually hit it. I'll take it. Pew pew. Congratulations. Can uh, I roll a d twenty for damage? You may not. Oh. We're, oh, we are not playing roll. Calvin Ball. <laughs> Calvin die. Okay. Yeah. 
so yeah, you have you have officially put some hurt on it. Doesn't look like a lot, um, but it's there. You did something. Uh, it, it looks like perhaps maybe this bullet didn't do as much damage as you were expecting it do. But again, this is a large and scary. Well, it's a kraken, so like you kind of know what you're. Uh, Sylvester or Dez, who wants to go? Uh, Sylvester can go first. Well, I mean, I can't really do anything right now anyway. <laughs> All right, so I'm not in stabbing range, so I can't really do anything right now. Yeah, but, but... Um, there is something in guns. It's a trapping called aim, where basically you get yourself set up for a future round by giving yourself a, uh, by basically putting an aspect on monster that is that you've aimed at it oh okay so i'm gonna say that in this case because of the thing that you're using you're gonna be able to justify uh aiming as a thing unless it moves out of the way of that aim which is what anybody who's been aimed at can do um so instead of aiming with but, a gun yeah. i'm aiming to stab uh you have a harpoon so kinda yeah like, I'm going to say that, like, getting prepped for this action, you're going to be allowed to aim in this case. Okay. Do I have to roll anything, or no, I'm just getting ready? Uh, I believe you have to roll to, uh, to hit a base target. Okay. And I think it's a three. That, or the target has to uh, roll against you. It's a three and like... Okay, you hit that base three, and you have put the aiming maneuver on there. Um, great. Now it's Dez. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you do? Ugh, so I'm conflicted because there's two different things I want to try, but I'm pretty sure one of them would blow her little brain up, so I'm not sure if I should try that. <laughs> oh, God. Well, like, there's a part of me as a storyteller who would absolutely love for Desdemona to somehow summon Champ to come and fight this thing. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be cool as fuck. That would be so cool. But I do not think that... I don't... How would... How? I don't <laughs> how know how. Do this? If we could figure out how, could I help? Because I am also kind of magic? Is that a thing? Like, I don't even know if I could summon Fendra Lilu to go get Champ. I don't know how that how to do... If my character would know how to do that or how that would work. Okay, well, uh, I love this line of thought. You are an ectomancer... You deal with spirits. You deal with ghosts. There's definitely spirits and ghosts in this water because, pirates. you know, <gasps> Christine. Jan January Summon 1st. Summon the pirates. Yeah. Raise the ship. Summon the ghost ship. I, I, she's just one woman. I don't think she could raise a ship. <laughs> Summon the ghost <laughs> raise pirates. Raise the ship. Raise the <laughs> ship. Raise the ship. I only have six fate points and four <laughs> mental health slots. I mean, um. what I'm, what, uh, <laughs> with with the fact that you're an ectomancer, it's more along the lines of, hey, there are definitely spirits to talk to here, and you know that. Okay, I love this. So I would love to I would love to see if there are any spirits that I can find in the general nearby vicinity that would know where Champ is located and or how to bring it to here. Um, okay. So, uh, I mean, that's, I feel like that's maybe a little bit of a dead end because, huh? 
but can you have you know the gone? I mean, like you could some like you could ask some spirits to just like go tell Champ, hey, what up? Um, that that also would do work. That. I would like to do that. I will I will send out dead people messages. Yeah. Our own little dead person pony express under the water. The underwater under the pony sea. express. Yep, under is, the sea, under the sea. Is a strong candidate Champ, come for here and title. fight for it's me. The sea pony express. <laughs> sea pony express. The sea pony express. So what do I need to do to roll for that? You're going to have to summon some power. You have to call upon the sea ponies. Yes. My sea pony tails. So, okay. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and have you roll a conviction to gather some power. And result that you get is going to be basically against the timetable. Uh, of just just the generic time table for getting <laughs> things done, and what if <laughs> could I give you a fate point <laughs> for a fortuitous arrival for Champ? <laughs> Currently, you wouldn't really have the justification for it, but you okay. might. All right. Well, I will. You want a conviction roll? I'll do the do the roll. <laughs> okay. So. Basically, to scour the lake for a lake monster is going to start at time increment an hour. And for every success, like every shift of success above zero that you get is going to go one place up on the time increments uh, on the table. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is a two. On your conviction? Um, yeah. Okay, I will tell you that two shifts up the timetable is 15 minutes, so... I will happily try to invoke some fate points. Some aspects, perhaps? Yeah, that's the word. You will spend fate, fate points. points. Yeah. Yes, that, <laughs> yes. Well, um, can I first um, summon Never Truly Alone? There are spirits all around me, and surely there are plenty of dead spirits in this here big old lake where battles did happen throughout history mm -hmm. so yeah that would bump it up to a minute okay i think uh i don't need to spend more than that like i can if you spend another one it goes to a few moments which is one time increment above instant mm. i'm not saying you have to i'm just saying that's what the table looks like it goes minute <gasps> half a minute few moments yep. instant you know, like, time is of the essence here. There are scared people. I will also invoke my um, high-concept haunted, hunted mouthpiece of the supernatural. I want to speak to the supernatural right now using my supernatural mouthpiece in order to find these, these dead folks. I mean, yeah, that all, that all seems right. So there okay, you go. So that's two fate points to you. It is. Down to four. Yeah. So... You are delivering a message to Champ. And I'm going to say that a few moments is going to functionally be one combat round. Mm -hmm. So, hooray! Champ, help! Jimmy's in a well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, now we are going to the top of initiative, which starts with Warden Joseph Beaumont. The boy better be safe. Uh, also, your boat is closing and is now uh, basically in range that you can do 
things. It's going to make a pass and it might have to like spin around and come around to get like stay close. But because you were rushing to get there and because physics is a thing, uh, the boat's going to stay in motion even as he's slowing down and it's going to pass. So after this round, you're going to have to come around. So you get one round of close-up action and then it'll be... So Beaumont is doing some stuff. He sees a boat coming his way because it's you. It's you guys. So he's been on this boat before. Yeah, even with a bad alertness roll, he can recognize what's happening here. I'm sure so, he's very upset with us. Well, <laughs> I mean, eh, eh. If he is or isn't, you can deal with that later. So, yeah, he's gonna just sort of make a little... He's gonna switch his tactic, and he's gonna make a little force ladder in front of him. You've seen him do this before to get over a fence. And uh, he's gonna step up it, and he's going to attempt to get on the boat. His athletics is good, so he's able to step onto a moving boat. Uh, does he stay on his feet? Um, he kind of sits down. He He's not, like, tumbling and prone and stuff, but he's able to basically grab the side of the boat and use it to brace himself so that he doesn't just fall on this rapidly moving boat that he is jumping onto from uh, a perpendicular direction. It's a lot of forces at play, but hey, he's there now. He's on your boat. Um, we have now this monster that is on fire. And it's going to it's going to make a maneuver roll that's not going to be targeting the boat right now because it's trying to sink some of it down so that it can, you know, extinguish that fire, which if it's if I'm not mistaken, it's a flare. So it's a chemical fire. So that's just going to keep burning. But it doesn't. Yeah, that. it doesn't know that stupid fish. <laughs> well, its maneuver is to submerge part of itself uh, underwater, which means that it's not acting as hard on the boat, uh, on the ferry, which is good. Very good for you. So, uh, it is submerging itself, and even as the water hits the open burning wound, it has this horrid cry of pain as it realizes that this action has not really helped it in any way, especially not the way that it thought it would. So, it's, uh, imagine, like, a horse yell, except pitched down. Eh, it's, it's quite disturbing, and uh, it kind of rattles things as it does. Uh, and you can see it's squid-like maw above the water, uh, emitting that horrid noise. Albion or Roe, who wants to go? Uh, any ideas, Albion? Um, I mean, I was just gonna shoot it again. Are you asking me in character? No. <laughs> okay. One second. I'm Googling something. That's never good. Yeah, how to beat a Kraken? <laughs> <laughs> Googling Gugnir. Your destination is on the left. It is a Kraken. <laughs> While he's doing that, how far away from the boat are we? You are basically passing it. So there is less than a ship's length, or ship's width, rather, uh, between you and the Kraken itself. Is it reasonable for me to somehow get on the ferry? 
Um, you could attempt a wild leap, but it would most likely be a dive into the water, and then you're not sure how you would necessarily get up there. Um, unless you had, like, I don't know, some sort of burst of summer wind, which would be, again, tapping into a power you don't really have access to yet, it would mean another compel of making the choice. Hmm. Because like, my thought would just be to go on the ferry and try to, like, calm people down, but that's that's a lot of work to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. So I'm probably just going to shoot it again, and I can go before or after Albie, and I don't care. Why don't you go before, because Tom's Googling something. I was Googling if the flares actually do burn underwater, and I believe maritime flares do. Uh, yeah, we're just going to rule that they are a chemical fire and do, so... Hooray! Yay! Shoot it! <laughs> you are at point-blank range! Three, three, three. Wait, did you say you got a three? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oof. It did not roll good. So, uh, you beat it by one. Aha. Yeah. So, um... So I'm I gonna say. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, you dealt it three stress with that because... And it looks like it's got a real thick hide. But you shot it in basically the same place. So just kind of building off of that. Which is to say it had to roll up from the three to four. Uh, you are putting some hurt on it. It is uh, not pleased with what you have done. Albion. Alrighty. Albion is going to just stand up and say, Call me Harry Hamlin. I'm going to slay this Kraken. Is that the actor from Clash of the Titans? Yes. Okay, I will. I ain't gonna call myself Sam Worthington. That movie wasn't as good. No, it was not. Um, so uh, go for it. All right, this time it's Guggenier. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Because I don't have another flare. And that is a plus three, so that is an attack of conviction and guns. That is eleven. Okay. Okay. Great. You um, <laughs> you you beat it by eight. <laughs> With a weapon three, right? Yep. Okay. Good. Um, so it's got a consequence from that. Cool. Yep. Let's do a little math here. Quick maths. That is what we're doing. Um, so, uh, moderate consequence is what you have done. <laughs> so, uh, what moderate consequence would you like to inflict upon this beastie? Um... I would like to cripple one of its tentacles. <laughs> uh, that would be a little more in the severe to uh, extreme range, but... I'm gonna fuck him up, not fully cripple it. Okay. So you've damaged a tentacle. Uh, yeah. Okay. Damn Nearly set... Uh, like, not quite severed it, but blew a big old angle hole in it. Yeah, because remember, extreme means that you put a permanent aspect uh, replacement on your sheet, so like... That's more that kind of, like, oh, the tentacle is, like, dead and fallen off, and Severe is like, oh, it's almost there. So, yeah, you've damaged it. Um, hey, it's now the Sylvester and Dez time. Dez. Sylvester, finish him. I mean, hey, Sylvester, you are aiming, and you do have this moderate consequence if you want to throw a fate point at it to really be more effective. So that's going to be a weapons roll. You do have a basic plus two, so... Because of your aim. Three. 
Oh boy, it actually defended well. Um, so if you want to, it, it beat you by three. So like, if you want to invoke, now's the time. Wait, didn't you get a free? Well, did that include your free aspect tag on the moderate? No, he doesn't get a free one. You do. Yeah, but did he include that in his five or his his three total? Did three. you? Oh, oh, okay. So five with your plus two from the aim, and then how much from the consequence? Um. Oh well, if you're gonna spend a faith point on that consequence, that's four. So you'll beat it. Yes, and I'll spend another to invoke. Nobody likes wizards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not three-legged horse because you're getting revenge. No. Nobody likes wizards because fuck this thing. Okay. Um fuck it. I'll I'll take it. So you've taken that uh nine to an eleven, and it defended at a six, so that's five stress, and I'll say that a harpoon is a um gosh. I feel like it might be a weapon two, but thematically it feels like it should be a weapon three in the circumstances, because this is what it's designed for. Split your lungs <laughs> with blood and thunder, Darius. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ow. So, yes, you stab it in that damaged tentacle, and it flails angrily and is not pleased about all of this that's happening uh, at all. You have not put another aspect on it. Uh, you haven't given it a consequence, but you did do a really good stab, and it looks like it very badly hurt this thing. So, Des, well, yeah. you do have to spend, uh, or sorry, you have to uh, take one mental stress from last round and to persist it into this round where you finish doing your job of getting the spirits to be your supernatural messengers. That's going to be another uh, mental stress to concentrate. All right, good to know. I was actually going to ask that. <laughs> yes, all right, so. We both remembered. Yes. All right. Um, do I get to do anything else this round, or is that it for my action? Are you planning on spending that fate point now? What fate point? The one for the fortuitous arrival that you literally justified just oh. now. Oh, okay. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Um, I would love to give you a fate point for a fortuitous arrival. Okay. Well, okay. All right. You do. You're gonna. You're gonna do that. And uh, here's how it's going to play out. Yes. Believe it or not, it's time for the ad. You cannot listen for or free, except that this show is free and you're listening to it right now. So, hi, everybody. Uh, it's Christine here. Thank you guys so much for listening to Green Mountain Mysteries. We absolutely adore you for listening and appreciating the show. So, a heads up, we are going to be doing a couple of episodes worth interlude after the end of Chapter 4. Uh, going to be um, GM'd by our very own Tom. Going to be very fun. Going to be very exciting. Just going to shake things up a little bit. Uh, so I have eyes and those eyes have 
tiny little glasses on them, contact lenses, but like they're like tiny little eyeglasses. So if I did wear glasses more often, I would do I buy direct. I buy direct is an online eyewear retailer that manufactures their own line of fashionable frames at affordable prices. The affiliate link is https colon backslash backslash iBuyDirect.sgv.io backslash ppn. Currently, you can get 50% off frames plus $6 two-day shipping with the code 50frame at iBuyDirect.com. Thank you so much to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show. Uh, We also have shows on the network like Steampunks, which recently put out a new episode. Sorted, which just had Gwen on as a guest talking about BoJack Horseman. I'm almost done listening and I adore it. Uh, There's also Pokemakers. Uh, They just had their Pocket Potluck episode and we're going to have ours later in November. Special thank you to Jay for the bass and guitar assistance. Uh, Jay can be reached at at thisisjc underscore. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GMMcast. We do rely on word of mouth, so please tweet and tag us with hashtag GMMcast. Also, you can join our GMM Discord. We play Jackbox games, post memes. Uh, links to all of those are in the episode description. Uh, we are excited to be playing the new Jackbox Party Pack 8 on Monday the 18th at 8 p.m. So please join us. Come play with us. It's going to be a gas. Also, please make sure to go and check out our merch store. I know I have frequented. I've got a sticker. I've got a champ shirt and I adore it. And my sons, the cats, have already tried destroying it, but they failed. All right, everybody. Enough of my gabbering on. Let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. We're three friends who went to college together. Hey, Gabe, did you know that Akira Kurosawa has a writing credit on Star Wars? I didn't know that. Good, because I made it up. I have one. The creator of the Frisbee made his ashes into a commemorative run of Frisbees. I don't believe you. That's 100% real, my dude. Them's the Facts, a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. Every other Wednesday. On the Pocket Podcast Network. So, um... Y'all have royally pissed this thing off for obvious reasons, and um, it's going to shift focus. It has a free tentacle, you know, the really hurt one that you just poked with a stick that has a sharp on the end? Yeah, uh, it's going to decide that you should be splatted by that damaged tentacle, because revenge, it's petty sometimes. So it's winding up to crush down upon you and maybe even like the ship and just really start sinking it and uh you i assume that you are like bracing for impact or preparing to roll out of the way when honk it is stopped in midair and it lets out a ghastly freak as the maw of champ closes down on the injured tentacle and then proceeds to bite through it. (laughs) Holy crap, it worked! Oh my god. So, yeah, that is an extreme consequence, my friends. (laughs) Yep. So, extreme consequence. Chomp. Ow, my arm! (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, ow, my arm. You took my arm, you bastard. So there you go. Uh, this is happening now. So Beaumont <laughs> is, uh, Beaumont is now gonna sort of be a bit aghast. And he just, he hears you say, yay, it worked. And he looks <laughs> at you and just, again, that sort of standard Beaumont bewilderment is there. <laughs> and then he sort of goes, oh, right. And just sort of turns back and whack is going to shoot some magic at this bad boy. Ooh, nice. Ouch, okay. He'll take a little bit of backlash for that. Okay. Actually, no, that, yeah, that won't succeed. So that got close. But um, he basically is throwing a wedge of magical force between the Kraken and the fairy, attempting to basically pry it off with magical force and it looks like it's a real struggle and it's, it seems like it's actually working he doesn't need to have a fulcrum against the boat itself he sort of has to wedge it in there and turn it kind of like a pinball flipper because it's magic he can pick where that fulcrum point is and he's decided to do it in a way that won't be so damaging to the fairy and he has pried a limb off of the fairy. So the fairy is uh, more at water level and looks like it could potentially start its engines up to some effect uh, in the coming round. So, huzzah! Um, this thing is now royally pissed at you, and your boat, which is uh, has moved past it a little bit, it's gonna try to eat your boat. It's going to have to make a real quick roll against Rodriguez because this thing is very big and Captain Rodriguez was slowing the boat down. So it's not that far away because he's doing a turn and the Kraken is very big. Okay. And Rodriguez is making the most important driving roll of his life. Well, the boat's grappled. Oh no! It's not actively being sunk yet, but it has managed to land a tentacle on the prow of the boat and sort of wrap around it. So y'all jolt. Um, I need everybody to make me a quick uh, athletics. And target's going to be two. And if you don't make a two, you are going to be tossed off your feet uh, onto the floor of the ship. I, the deck, rolled, a th- I rolled a net three. Four. That's a two for me. I rolled one. All right, Dez, you were focusing so hard on summoning Champ. This kind of caught you totally by surprise. You're still sort of coming down from doing that magical, cool, awesome thing you did. And uh, your feet come out from under you. Oh, it's happening. (laughs) I mean, the surface of the boat is, you know, usually kind of slick. And you did just... Your momentum did just change very suddenly. So, yes. Bonk. Are now... You are prone. Now, Albion. Alrighty. It's your turn to act. You are... You barely managed to stay standing. Alright. So, can I tag its extreme consequence? I mean, you, you could. Cool. I do that. Okay. Your god gun. I'm spending a fate point to do that. Go right ahead. Uh, and I'm gonna pull out the Peacemaker, and I'm gonna 
from where? I carry it on me. You know this. I have said this. Damn. You have three <laughs> guns. Oh, one of them you weren't carrying before. Uh, yeah. Okay. Three guns. Yeah, I've been taken Al- to carry. <laughs> I'll yeah. be in three guns grave. <laughs> Ever. S- yeah, I run solo graves. Yeah. <laughs> Zoro. Uh, um, one piece yeah. jokes abound this episode. Yeah, this is the gun that Sylvester gave me. I not gave me, but recommended to me. So. Yeah. Albion has that, has the, um, iron buckshot in there, and it's just going to press it to the wounded tentacle, and j- Give just- it an old blasteroonie. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a good one-liner. Well, <laughs> roll the dice, and if you haven't thought of it in time. Alright, so that is a net zero on the dice, but that is still plus guns plus conviction, so that is an eight plus whatever I get for the extreme consequence I'm tagging. Yeah, ow. Uh, okay. So, cool. With its defense as it is, it takes a mild and a severe consequence to not immediately perish. Okay. Mild, severe. I'm just gonna look over my shoulder. Sylvester! Blood and thunder! Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, it's armor one. Against everything, because I'm just going to give that away, because uh, you've noticed your shots don't do as much as they should, because thick, this boy thick. It saved it from being taken out by that shot. Damn, he's thick. He's a thick-ass boy. <laughs> <laughs> thick boy. He's a thick-ass boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bro, what are you doing? I, man, I don't know. Bro, just vibe. <laughs> okay. Ro, you have decided not to help the team in this moment of terrible mortal peril, and you've decided I, to vibe. Okay, no, I don't. What am I supposed to do? I'm just a regular kid. Pick Des up. Help Des yeah, up. Yeah, okay. I'm helping Des, and also vibing. Okay, so you help Des to <laughs> Hooray. Uh, the mild physical you put on was got some holes, and severe physical was full of holes. Yay. <laughs> well, it's Sylvester time now, it looks like, and it's decided to close the distance between you. Stabbing time. <laughs> <laughs> right up on the fucking Give me mic. that weapons roll. Yay. All right, hang on. Although, honestly, it's on the boat, so you could just axe kick it in the eye. Oh, is it on the boat? Uh, it's It's trying to be... Um, I'm going to say that its stupid face is close enough that if you want to try to kick this thing, go for it. Yay! Kick it in the face. I'm a dude. Add kick this to the thing list the of face. improbable things you have kicked to death. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so I rolled three pluses. Son of a bitch. So that's, a, <laughs> so that's an eight. Yeah. Yeah, it is, um, buddy. And, Do you uh, want to tag the... Uh, the the consequences it has to add some extra ouch. Yes. Hey, before you spend some fate points, yeah. why don't I just have you tell me um, how you take it out? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna give it a good old... Well, I'm gonna use the harpoon to pole vault and then do a flying sidekick into its eye. <laughs> so stupid! <laughs> Okay, so the response to that is, I'm killing it. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, 
yeah, let me narrate this now. This is the podcast that I chose to run. <laughs> it it tried to take mild met, uh, physicals because it has some extra of those it can take, but you rolled really good. So it did not have enough to stop you from murking it with uh this eye kick. So, Sylvester, this is the thing that changed the course of your life, that invited Mr. Jack into your head, basically, you know, by the circumstance there. Uh, it gave Mr. Jack the opportunity to attempt to get in your head, and you said no. Knew what you're going to do with your life, but now you're here. You're in Burlington teaching proctology because of this thing. You met these weirdos because of this thing. Fucking up your leg all those years ago, ruining your chances at stardom, etc. Anyway, I feel like you're probably pissed off enough to actually make it personal and pole vault into its eye with your foot, which you do. And uh, its eye explodes inward. It is gory and disgusting. It has a pretty sizable eye that you have leapt into with your foot and it roars. It roars in horrifying agony because uh, it's starting to sink. It's starting to sink under its own weight because the damage it has sustained is enough that it is just, it's it's going under. And uh, you see, uh, as you are sort of, like your foot's just kind of there in the viscera uh, as it starts to sink, a very friendly plesiosaur comes over and grabs you by your collar with its face and gently sets you on the friendship and then immediately whips that neck around to slam its head full force into the Kraken screaming maw, submerging it. Thanks, champ. Now, <laughs> champ then looks at the situation around it and everything around you slows to a crawl. The boat that you just rescued, the ferry, you hear yells of people on board. You hear the engine starting to turn up uh, and spin up as it's about to get underway to finish its trek back to the wharf. Um, all of that sound just slows down and the pitch of it just drops off as the time dilation affects the sound waves coming your way until none of it is audible. All of it is below the frequencies that you can hear because everything is moving at a fraction of its speed. Except for you. Except for Champ. And Champ puts its head gently upon the deck of the friendship and sort of it looks like it's attempting to amble its way up onto the deck of your ship, which, you know, would sink it. But it's changing shape as it does. It changes shape into something that looks approximately like a person. Oh, boy. Holy cow. Like, <laughs> like a female person. Oh, boy. Just of indescript and non-indeterminate... Um, everything it's just like if somebody said draw a woman draw an adult woman 
this might be the sort of generic thing that you draw. And this person looks around at all of you and Captain Rodriguez, who is just um, <laughs> really fucked up by all this. <laughs> uh, he is just like, his mouth is just hanging open and he is he's just processing this overwhelming nonsense that you have gotten him into and just really doesn't know what to make of any of this. If I may, Albie just sort of looks over and is like, so, uh, needless to say, it wasn't actually a rave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there is a silent mouth agape response where you feel like he might have words, but he super duper doesn't, and just, nope, his response is to just sort of stare jaw down and uh he's catching flies while apparently champ aboard the deck of the friendship says in a voice that feels as old as time well i see my stay in this lake will have to end for the time I shall most likely return to your Scotland I think you call it Loch Ness um <laughs> that is that is what we call it yes uh howdy thank you for all the assists you've been giving us recently you see it is nearby to your city of Edinburgh and I am aware that your Merlin would rather not consider the implications of my existence. So, that's funny. <laughs> Hello, oh, where are my manners? I am not a human, so I am sorry that I do not possess the same human manners that you do. I believe for everyone's sake you may call me Champ. <laughs> Hi Champ. Thanks again. Hello. Ro is silent but makes a deep gracious bow so far down <laughs> she probably stumbles and almost falls over. Oh, don't hurt yourself, kid. Thank you, Champ. Thank you so much for your help. Oh, well... You you asked, and this thing had been a problem. Yeah. I knew that something was causing some disturbances in my lake, but it was difficult to pin this one down. But then you happened to tell me where it was, so... I would like to thank you for giving me the opportunity to rid my lake of this pest once and for all. Was this pest the thing that's been uh, changing the water, killing the fish? That is unclear. What I believe you call a causal relationship, I can't determine. That is the other reason why 
it is probably time for me to return to Loch Ness for some time. Too many people have seen me. Also, the water here was unpleasant and became more so recently when that ship sunk. Can you tell us where the ship is? I mean, I think we know where the ship is, though. I give me one moment. And Champ, using the full articulation of human fingers to really complex and intricate magic, presents to you a sort of glowing, floating map of Lake Champlain. It's basically like a three-dimensional topographic map of the lake with the islands and the depth. And there is a glowing point in there that you can tell that is where the ship is. So you can all observe that and sort of take that information in, if you like. Thank you. That's very helpful. If it means that it helps you restore my lake so that I can live in it happily again. We really appreciate the help. And, uh... We'll, we'll, we'll do our best to sort this right. Good. And uh, you realize that she's looking at you, Albion. It, like, in your face. It, Uh-oh. You feel like oh, if you shit. don't make this next alertness roll, you'll be drawn into a soul gaze. Oh, no. <laughs> I am not ready to know these things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no! Oops. Uh-oh. That so is... So that is a minus three. With the original wizard. Oh, jeez. That is okay. a net zero. Yeah, oh, that ain't gonna do it. Help you have... Have fun, buddy. Hope you packed your bags, oh, no. pal, because oh, you're going on a trip. trip. Um... <laughs> the scramblies. Okay. Well... Oh boy, so soul gaze, mutual psychic <laughs> attack is the first thing that happens. And my purpose is fulfilled so I don't get to add conviction anymore. Yup. Okay, so I'm rolling discipline. I believe you are. And... Oh, that's so much better. That's a discipline of six. Okay, cool. Mutual psychic attack. Uh, so it rolls conviction as an attack defended by your discipline. So what was your discipline roll? Six. Okay, it rolled an eight. All right, it's going to be two strain stress, two rather. mental stress, okay. Um, I can check that box off without anything, uh, any problems. At each player's option, the attack may serve as a maneuver instead, landing a temporary aspect on the other person if successful. And I'm going to say yes. You are going to have a maneuver put on you instead of two um, mental damage. And that maneuver is... I have seen through time. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So make me make me the conviction roll. Okay. Uh, that's that's Too good that's a neutral, so that is just a four. Okay, it rolled a garbage defense and beat you. <laughs> this is listen. The moment I failed that alertness, I knew I was just screwed. So, information now. 
information is going to happen. So, we all have a general idea of what an Albion Soul Gaze looks like. It's definitely going to look a little different inside Champ's head. But, the most important part of this result is that you are going to get a look into the soul of a 65 plus million year old wizard. Oh my god. And yeah, you you see it. You see the day the dinosaurs died. You feel the impact as the entire planet it feels like shakes beneath you. Images just flash of the sky darkening and just the the horror and the terror of that subsequent period uh, that would eventually lead to an ice age from all the darkening of the sky, etc. And you have this sensation of bracing yourself against inevitability and you 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 know instinctively from this this insight this vision you're seeing champ was a wizard before this happened champ had already been alive a long time champ had already survived many encounters with things that looked similar to it but it could never understand it it was alone for millennia, even amongst the other creatures that were, well, its kin. And it continued to be alone when it made the choice to survive. Its magic was to shield it from the oncoming destruction. It lost its clutch of eggs in the great freeze of the Ice Age and is waiting for them to thaw in a secret place that you don't get to see, but you know it is biding its time because it has nothing but time. 65 million years of time. And these images flood over you like molasses. This creature's mind is slow. It's not a human, which makes it even more difficult to parse. But... It is so unfathomably ancient, this antediluvian magical powerhouse, that the fact that it acted even quickly in the most recent incidents that you've experienced, you kind of understand that those were acts of instinct and survival. That's less so than deliberate magical spell casting. This shit is just it. This is what it is. You recall, as you're being pulled out of the soul gaze, that you once opened the sight to look at Champ as it was utilizing magic against this Mecha Champ imposter. It was straddling one of the ley lines that runs through Lake Champlain. This is one of the most powerful entities that you have ever encountered. And you feel this profound melancholy as you encounter and understand something that has been alone longer than anything in existence there are tears running down his face uh he just sort of i mean what can you say to that 
What can you say to that kind of grief that has existed for that long? There's nothing to say. But the only thing that comes to mind is just, I'm so sorry. Champ kind of cocks her head at you. You're apologizing? I can't imagine being alone for that long. Well, come to Scotland sometime. I think I'd like that. Okay. Albion extends a hand. And Champ very slowly sort of raises its own <laughs> hand and sort of mimics your gesture. <laughs> this is a... It's a handshake. It's a human thing. Oh, I have seen people do this, but why? Sort of as a show of respect and acknowledgement of... Uh, it seems silly now. Okay. And Champ just puts their hand into your hand and sort of lets you take lead on whatever this motion is. Yeah, he just shakes Champ's hand. <laughs> Champ just sort of waits for you to be done. I'm so embarrassed right now. I feel so... I want to curl into a ball and disappear. <laughs> I think Des Desdemona is not going to try to take Champ's hand, but she's going to take one hand with both of her hands, and she's going to just kind of look at her face and say, we're going to find that shipwreck, Champ, and we're going to fix this water. And when you're ready, please feel free to come on back. Well, Lake Champlain won't be the same without you. Well, uh, Des, you have decided to look Champ in the face. <laughs> I said face, like... <laughs> Forehead. Okay. Face, not you are, eyes. You are avoiding making eye contact. Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joseph Beaumont is there also. And he just... This is just kind of a bit of a, uh, a thing that rocks his world because, like, how is a wizard still alive for all this time? Also, all wizards have ever been human. This is... Not a human. He is wrestling with some fundamental truths of the universe that this thing flies in the face of. Welcome to science. It's just, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think his next trip to Edinburgh is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he just looks. That scene from Earthbound when you're riding Tessie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just looks at Champ and says, I have so many questions, but um, I will, you know, I get to Scotland sometime, so I can, I guess, ask them of you if that's okay. And Champ just sort of nods very slowly and says, well... Yes, you have so little time to ask your question, but I can wait for you as long as you like. Yeah, um, yep, okay, uh, I am, yep, great, uh, I'll, I guess, I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll see you, uh, at Loch Ness sometime, um, okay, 
Uh, thanks, thanks again for all of your help, and um, I'm going to need a minute. And he just sort of shuffles off to the back of the boat and just looks at the agape Captain Rodriguez and just pats <laughs> him on the shoulder and says, yeah, me too, buddy. Alvin <laughs> um, just sort of walks over to Nico and just like, so, uh, there's gonna have to be some conversations. And, um, you like sandwiches, Captain Rodriguez? Oh, that's not going to be necessary. And time starts revving back up. And Champ is not present amongst you anymore. She's not standing on the deck. Uh, you are probably, at least one of you is keen enough to sort of look into the water to see a shape swimming away beneath the water away from you. And Captain Rodriguez just sort of looks at you all and blinks a little bit and says, what are we doing out here? How did... Also, Money. Uh, how did you assholes convince me to take you out on the water again? Money. Oh. Uh, y- we arranged a private tour for a small fee um, and promised you sandwiches. Am I still covered in crack and eye goo? Um, maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, some <laughs> yeah. of that some of that gore might still be, like, on your feet, on your pants. Yes. But he's just kind of looking at you like, you got a fish? Okay. You know what? With you, group, I just know not to ask any questions anymore. We appreciate I, that. I don't want the answers to them. So, uh, let's... Yes. Yeah. You're paying me um, a lot of money. Uh, how much did we agree on? I don't seem to remember. What what seems reasonable to you, we will take care of it. You know what? Why don't we discuss that when I get back to shore? I just, for some reason, I don't really feel comfortable being on the water right now. I agree. We can discuss this over lunch, maybe? Yeah, uh, sure. which reminds me. Do you like sandwiches, Captain Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna suggest Four Corners, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, where uh, else is there? You can't prove that. But where <laughs> else is there? Let's be real. I mean, there's lots of places. It's Burlington, but, like, that's the best place. Yeah, it's the best place for sandwiches, so, yeah, um, cool. Did we ever get that Four Corners sponsorship? He asked, no one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should not take me more than a moment. I don't know what length of time that is. Like, is it a second? Is it a minute? Well, in the words of Hello Dolly, 
It only takes a moment for your eyes to meet and then your heart knows in a moment you will never be alone again. See, that doesn't answer my question. It really doesn't. How long sure of a did. time it answered is a moment? Every question. <laughs> it answered every question. Musical songs is never it? answer any questions. <laughs> They just give more questions. (laughs) What I wanted to say was, goodbye. Why did you just say that? What the fuck is wrong with you? Goodbye. (laughs) There's an an episode for you. Person who doesn't into musicals is trapped in the musical dimension. That's Schmigadoon. Oh, shit. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.